Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You know, this isn't the show we wanted to bring you. This is Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Uh, Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! That, that was too jubilant. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the optimist in me is still holding out a, just, a, just a smidge of hope. Let's talk about just that. A smidge let's of talk hope. about that, I guess. Uh, yeah. We are uh, thankful that you joined us today at supertalk.fm or where it is you get podcasts from. We want to thank our great listeners out there, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Turnus. I didn't go. I, I, what'd you do? What's I, going on there? I've done nothing. Something happened. I don't even know if that'll come through in the actual. No, it does. I'm seeing it. Oh, it doesn't? Oh. Yeah. That's your own technology over there. I don't know what's going on. Didn't go. Still, still here. I did go. Couldn't, and, couldn't bring uh, myself to leave the house yesterday. Um,. I did go, and, you know, I'm not a drinking man myself, but I uh, got to say, on Sunday, it kind of would have felt right to just put a little something extra in that strange room. I did not do it. <laughs> they should uh, just keep, like, an emergency bottle of rum back there. <laughs> so just, just give me a splash of whiskey. Uh, like J.R. Ewan. What do you like in your coffee? Whiskey. Uh, the blueberry cobbler was great on yes. Sunday, though. Well, uh, make sure you're heading over there every day, because they've been open for you every day since through all this got started. And uh, bring them, uh, bring them some of your business, and they'll bring a smile to your face. Our good friends over at College Corner—they're still giving it away. Don't know if you're going to be wearing it up here or not, but one thing's for sure: you're going to be you're going to be rocking that maroon and white wherever you go. So you might as well get a nice new shirt, new polo, new hat, and you can save money doing it. Just go to CollegeCornerStore.com, buy a gift card there, thirty percent off of that purchase. One hundred dollars in merchandise is only going to cost you seventy dollars of your cold hard cash. And if you're living, if we're living in the end times here, you can wear maroon and white straight through the pearly gates. Do you, didn't we have this discussion like? What you're buried in is that what you're up you're wearing for all times? <laughs> is everybody like really well dressed up there? I don't know that we had that on air, but we did talk about that back yeah. several weeks ago. I got a friend that they, when he passed, they they put him in like a bowling shirt. That's what he always wore. So he's comfortable at least. Good, good for him. I'm going. I'm going that way. I'm going that route. Don't put me in a suit. They'd have to buy a suit to put me. That would be like the ultimate waste of money. Let's go buy and think about me. Go right? buy a suit to put Brian in a yeah, suit. They, they're not going off the rack. For Brian Haydad, all right? You're going to have to get that thing taken care of. Yeah, don't do that. When's the last time you wore a suit? Your wedding? Uh, Which I guess was probably a tux. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't remember the last time I wore a suit. Yeah. Uh, I guess my dad's funeral, uh, I wore a suit to that. And then I don't wear, I don't have that suit anymore. Yeah. I wore a sports coat, shirt, and tie. I see you on occasion with a sports coat on. I wore that to my interview for this job. Yeah. Uh, And since then. You took a picture with it on because it's like one of the. Yeah. No, no, that was a diff- that's a different day. That was a different one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not wearing a tie. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, I don't remember the last time other than that though. Well, anyway, don't worry about dressing up for the next six months because we yeah. can just wear t-shirts and gym shorts. Exactly. 
But you should be wearing a brand new MSU t-shirt, and you can get it at College Corner to tie it all together there. <laughs> uh, the good friends over at Advantage Business Systems know right now, more than ever, you need to make sure your business is working for you, not against you. Make sure that everything's working efficiently. So why don't you give them a call today and find out how they can put some solutions to work for you. 45 years of experience, they seem to know what they're doing. You should give them a call, 844-833-6245. Or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. So we were going to talk... We were going to talk about uh, about the schedule. You know, obviously, we, and we're still going to talk about uh, recruiting. You know, we're, so we'll, we'll do that a little later in the show. But... Joel, I think we're running out of time here, my friend. I, I don't, I don't know that we're going to enjoy a college football season after all. Now. Answer this for me, okay? Friday we we got this SEC schedule. Yes, Mississippi State going to Georgia, Vandy coming to Starkville. Right, ten games. We don't know what day they're happening, but we know which opponents are. And then, like twenty four hours later, it was like the bottom fell out. Yeah. Was it the Mac? Was that the domino? The, the Mac. The was Mac the start canceled, of this, and, yeah. and and then it's just like at this point, you read all of the reporting. It just seems inevitable. It, it went from one day. It kind of felt like things are kind of looking back to normal. We got a pretty much a schedule. We know who everybody's playing, and then less than twenty four hours later, yeah, it's done. I tend to agree with the, the thought process. That the Mac, they can talk about... I'm going to go be a little conspiracy theory today. Okay. I, I don't like being that guy. I'm certainly not one of those people usually, but some, sometimes when things just make sense, they just make sense. The Mac can say they did things for health all they wanted. The bottom line is, they didn't have anybody to play. Um, they just didn't have anybody to play. And they couldn't make financial sense of playing a football season against each other. They were going to lose too much money on that deal. So they shut it down. And they had the the cover story, convenient, of for health. I don't believe any of these decisions are being made for health, to be totally honest with you. Um, I, I, I'm, again, and I certainly don't want to down I, – I, I feel at, at, at conflict. I, I would like to step in because I, I think they're being made slightly for health, but not primarily Primary, for health. They, health is a, is a reason. Yes. It's not the reason. Yes. And I want to be clear about something. I am not going to downplay the, uh, the, the, the damage this virus has done to a lot of, of people across this country. 160,000 are dead. And those people, one of those people, just one of them, is more important than a college football season. Somebody's grandmother, somebody's mom or dad, somebody's child is dead because of this virus. So when we, you and I sit here and we talk about college football, we're really just sort of, you know, we're being a little petty. There's just no way around it. Yeah. All right. But at the same time, and you outlined this very well in your article that I read on cowbellcorner.com, lives, football is more than just what we show up to do for three hours on a Saturday. You know, it drives economies. It, people who are in business in towns like Starkville and Oxford and Tuscaloosa and Auburn and everywhere in this great country of ours. They depend on college football. And that's not to even mention the players who many are tweeting saying, you send me back to my hometown, mm-hmm. and it's not good. Yeah. I mean, they're going back to situations that are, that are not good. Several players have already tweeted, yeah. 
about going back to their hometowns and how that's not good for them. Yeah. And then you throw on top of that people, you know, like you and me who cover sports. And even more than us, think about the universities, right? Think about how many, you know, we come up, this is, I guess, a little inside baseball. When we go up to a football game in the press box, there's like 20 to 25 people who work for MSU in that press box. Well, when there's no football, how do you pay them all? It's a great question. People at MSU are going to lose their jobs. You know, you don't, you're not going to be able to have uh, 10 assistant athletic directors and then five associate athletic directors and, you know, 12, however many sports with a media relations person. People are going to have to double up. People are going to lose their jobs. There's just no way around that. There and everywhere else around Starkville yeah, and, and Oxford yeah. and Athens and you fill in the You're blank. You're from Ackerman, of, right? Yeah. Starkville's about to look a lot like Ackerman if this goes back the way it looks like it's going to go. Things are just going to close and, just, and they'll never reopen. Oxford's going to look a lot like uh, New Albany. It's just going to be small little town. And that has an impact. You know, yeah. I have so many people saying, but, the, you know, the health takes priority. You know, the, the, the it's what the government should do is to come in and, and, you know, help us get through this. But it's just like, okay, it's great in theory. Yes. Um, that's not paying my bills. Come I, And I don't, I don't necessarily disagree that I'm not a socialist, but at this time, you know, I've been saying for months, and unprecedented times call for unprecedented things. I don't want to get too far down the political road. Yeah. But, you know. And there's no question that, as a country, we haven't done a good job keeping this thing in check. It's not, it's not, it's not debatable. And if you try to debate it with me, I will block you. As simple <laughs> as that. I don't want to hear it. So, it just, it just looks like, to me, on the surface, that there's a lot more that the colleges are concerned about than just safety. Uh, first and foremost, I saw a tweet. I don't know who said it, but I tend to think there's a lot of truth in this. I think the colleges are more concerned about the, the organization of athletes. They're worried that they're about to finally have to start paying out some money. Which, I, by the I, way... I believe Andy Staples said something yeah. very similar to that, if yeah. not exactly Because that's that. what, this is what's happening here. Rather than just throw their hands in the air and say, all right, you win. We're not amateurs. We're going to cut you in on the profits. But you've got to sign these waivers, and we'll bubble up. Their other option is, we're just not going to play the sport. And in doing so, we are going to destroy a lot of athletic departments. Like a lot of a lot of schools, you saw Stanford. Stanford's a school that has a ton of money. And and I know that Richard Cross likes to get on me about this the, the endowment thing, but at the end of the day, if the people in power at Stanford wanted to tap into their endowment to keep athletics going, they could. Just like any other person of power, can do whatever the hell they want in this country. So not really what those are for, but it's not what they're for at all. But if they said we're going to do this, who's going to stop them? <laughs> you and me. <laughs> you know, if if at the end of the day, Stanford said, "Hey, we got twenty-seven billion dollars sitting here. We're going to use it to save our athletic programs." Are Stanford boosters really going to say no? They're going to stand up and go, "No, no, I, I don't know that just for the architecture program." I mean, that's not going to happen. You're, you'll find at least a billion dollars worth of people that say, yeah, go ahead, save the programs. It's just that simple. So, I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't think we would ever come. Man, I, I, I keep going back to March. And, you know, when they canceled, they canceled the, the cancellation of the College World Series in March yeah. really struck me. I was like, wow. You know, I think that's I think that's too soon. It ended up being the right decision. Yeah. 
And I, and it, I think they sort of learned from that in that they didn't cancel football in June or July. They've waited until now to get here. But here we are, and it, it appears that we're not going to have a college football season to talk about. You got problems no matter what happens. Yeah, there's no right answer. Yeah, uh, cutting off your nose to spite your face a little bit. But um, do you feel like at all, is there any pathway at all? Is this going to happen? I have reason I ask this. I mean, I have several notifications right now sitting here on Twitter asking, like, well, could the SEC just play? Uh, they could. It would be a very interesting look yeah. to have 14 them, teams and nobody else. Nobody else playing. I think if the S. Here's what I think I think everybody is sort of scared to do both. Nobody wants to be first to cancel, nobody wants to be first to say they're going to play. Whoever says well, the first thing first might get everybody else to go along. So if the SEC stood up and said, you know what, we're going to play, I think at least the Big 12 and the ACC would come along for the ride. Pac-12 Pac- and Big 10 might not. kind of seems like Pac-12 and Big 10. They're just, they're, they're they're just waiting for the shut, moment. They're shutting it down tomorrow if I, or today or Monday, whenever you're listening. <sighs> the other thing I find, there's, there's a couple things I find funny. First off, I, I, I'm i a big fan. I love this uh, I want to play movement. movement. I, you know, I like that. But I do get a kick out of everybody saying we should listen to the athletes. When last week when they were saying, "Hey, we want to share the profits," nobody wanted to listen to the athletes then. <laughs> well, that was that was dumb. Fifty-two percent or whatever it was they were wanting. That, you know, I, mean, I, no, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. But at the same time, these are the majority. It wasn't people saying, "Hey, that's a, that's unreasonable." It was more like, "Why don't we just take your scholarship away?" <laughs> How you like that? It wasn't. It wasn't any kind of. I'm willing to negotiate middle ground, kind of thing. Um. So, <laughs> we have a lot more classic games to recap. I guess, man, you know? and and I, and and the one thing's for sure: if they cancel football, that that's I I I don't I don't think they can do spring football. I, I really don't believe that because how do you do spring football and then turn around and do fall again? You can't. You, it, you it's don't. Not, it's not possible. If they don't play in the fall, they're not playing. That's and then, my, my opinion. If you don't play football, I don't think anything's getting played till next fall. Not. You know, too many schools pay for their baseball programs yeah. with what they make off of football. Yeah, and it, I mean, if you can't play football, you're not playing basketball till at earliest January. Right, you're not playing. Yeah, it's, just, um, it's not going to happen. I'm not trying to so, go all Clay Travis on this program, but I just, I just don't feel like that's it's the right. I mean, I'm not the one spending the money on the testing and fill in the blank, and I know all the hurdles, and but the kids are wanting to play. I guess what I'm saying is what I know the virus is dangerous. We've outlined that. I, I know people that have had it. I know people that have died with it, uh, as I outlined it in the column you mentioned earlier. I just I don't know. I, I fall in the column of there's risk in everything that you do in life. There is. Here's, and, and here's, so here's. and the virus is really not I don't I don't want to say it's not killing, you know, nineteen year olds, but it, I don't know, statistics. Here's here's the only way you could do this without doing a true bubble and without doing the, 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 making the players employees. You're going to have to get a waiver. And I don't know, I I don't know if this is possible or not. This is only, this is my thought. You get a waiver. You tell everybody on every team, like, look, you don't have to sign this waiver. You can't play. You can't practice. You cannot be a part of the team. 
Your scholarship stays intact. We will continue to play. You can go to school, go to class. We'll reevaluate next year if you want to come back. Whatever you want to do, that option is available to you. If you choose to play, and as callous as it sounds, you say, if you get this disease and you die, you can't. nobody can sue us. Nobody can sue us. And then the third thing is, if you test positive, you will be immediately dismissed from the university. So what you've done there is you've taken care of liability, you've taken, told everybody that doesn't want to play that we're still going to take care of you, and you've, in essence, created a bubble. Because if you tell the players, if you test positive, all of them are going to do the same thing. They're going to take their classes online, and they're not going to go out. Yeah, that, that, I mean, other than that, I don't see a way forward without just getting rid of amateurism and saying, okay, we'll pay you. We'll pay you and your employees now, which would change a lot of, you know, would it hurt the money situation? Yeah, but colleges have the money. They have the money. Don't ever be fooled to tell you that they don't. But it would also, you know, you could set up some rules. You could set up the, hey, if you test positive, you're, you're off the team. Yeah. And you could do it for a lot of other stuff, too. You know, there's a lot a lot of the, the reason coaches uh, let bad apples hang around sometimes is there's no real set of rules. Well, if the college athletes could unionize and create a collective bargain, there would be rules. You know, and that's why, you know, at one school, an arrest gets you kicked off the team, and the other school will get you, you know, 5 a.m. stadium stairs. Yeah. So. I don't know. I, I, the more I just think about this, man, I, look, we're just talking here. I feel like you listeners, your family. So this is one of those, let's have a sit around the – Everybody got their beverage of choice in hand. Diet Mountain Dew, Blueberry Cobbler. If you need something stronger, have at it. But I I just sit here and I think you can correct me, you know, or you can answer my question. Has there been an active coach or player to this point that has passed away with COVID-19? Anywhere. Not, do you know of one? Because I can't, if there is one. A high school coach has. Has has it? Uh, The guy up in Lafayette County. He he had COVID. I believe, I believe okay. He had COVID. Okay. I'm not. I'm not making. I'm. I'm genuinely asking because, I mean, I'm trying to think in my head. I'm tallying them up. I know of at least two situations of counting high school and college of of coaches that have passed away like during practice or something like that. Something yeah. not COVID related. Yeah. DJ I, I Looney. Guess, yeah. DJ Looney. I, I just. I guess what I'm saying is, I, it just really feels like they got a more of a chance of dying of something else. So oh, yeah. why are we shutting it down for this when when you're probably much more likely to pass away from a heart issue or something like? I, I, I don't know, man. I can't explain I that. I can't explain. You know, and I'm not a person. Again, I don't want to just shrug off the the, the, the numbers. Right? People are getting sick, but. People are dying, but, you know, I'm not saying that... I'm not going to pull the whole Clay Travis thing again yeah, that, and, and the whole, you know, people die getting in their car. I mean, that's just a dumb comparison. You want to do everything you can to minimize risk. The one thing that sort of bothered me a few months ago, people were talking about, you're more likely to get struck by lightning. Well, when it starts to lightning, nobody goes outside to play. Yeah, nobody goes outside and say, hey! You take precautions. Yeah. I, I think that you, what you have to do in the situation is you just take the precautions as best you can. You know, in, in the situation in the college. Now, in my situation where you sign the waiver, you better take some precautions. You're going to lose your scholarship. Yeah. But, I mean, right now, I feel like the colleges are doing all they can. And you're putting at their backs, especially in the SEC, the Power 5 schools, 
a multi-million dollar operation dedicated to keeping them safe. That they don't have if they go home. And I've seen a lot of, of, of sports writers, and again, I don't want to jump on the whole sports writers rooting for that. That's another dumb idea. But they're talking about how, like, well, why would they just go home? Because they're just going to take classes online. You know, a lot of them probably live in dorms, which won't be... I, I, th- I believe this, and I could be wrong. I believe this, though. I think if you tell them there's no football, the universities are going to say, the hell with it, and they'll do everything online. Why bring? Why, yeah. why take risks? Yeah, if, if they... You can't let I, them in the football locker room. Why are you going to let them go in a classroom? You, you, can't, you can't convince me that it doesn't make any... What you just said is one of those, like, how is it safe for us to have class, but it's not safe for them to be in the locker room? In the classroom, nobody's looking out for them. Nobody's testing them at three right. times a week. Nobody's testing the regular students. So yeah, I, I think that what will happen they'll just they'll go to online. Oh, no, no, and no. you can say that although they're going to be working out. Well, I mean, if it's safe to practice, why is it not safe to play? You're telling me that the three hour window on Saturday is the high is the danger spot. It doesn't make any sense, especially if everybody is doing the same protocols. It doesn't make any sense to me. There's a lot that doesn't pass the smell test. Uh, that, that, that's why some of these conspiracy theories, I feel like they have a little bit of teeth to them. This is a tough day, yeah. uh, you know. And I hope, I hope that we, you know, we find out tomorrow that that things are going to go a different way. Yeah. But right now, it doesn't look that way. No, I mean it is tough, and and, and I. When that, that's say that's it's always why. darkest before the dawn. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, and then he turned into a supervillain. <laughs> and that's why I wrote the article on Saturday, man. It's like nobody ever mentions the fact that people are going to lose their livelihoods and it's not just possibly me it's not just possibly the sports writers or i mean it it is the backbones of of towns and communities and there's going to be a mama and daddy that comes home and doesn't know how they're going to pay the next bill and doesn't know how to get the next meal and well like i outlined the column i got a family and and i've got a a fantastic support system. Worst come to worst, I'm always going to have a roof over my head and food on the table. I'm not worried about that. Right. Um, Lord, good Lord's bless me. Thank you, Lord. Uh, but not everybody is in the greatest of situations or has that family support system. Or ha- There's going to be your people... small-town business owners, your restaurant owners, your shop owners in Starkville, in Oxford, in, the, in these towns. What do they have? You know? They don't have... These aren't... This isn't Amazon. This isn't, you know... I've got a couple mills sitting in the bank. This is, you know, this is my livelihood. I depend on this, this money, and I depend on those seven weekends a year to keep me afloat for the other, do the math, Brian, forty-five weekends a year. Yeah. You know, I, de- I guess you know, other than you know, Super Bulldog and all that kind of stuff, I, I depend on that as a, as a business owner. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's tough, and it, and it's gonna. I, I don't know. I. You go down the road of how is this gonna affect economies which then affects the 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 families and and mental health and yeah. you, you got all i just saw an interesting of, tweet about that, that that made a lot of sense you know you talk about football players if you cancel football from a mental health standpoint it's going to hurt them they're going to be depressed they're going to be kids guys who are just like why am i going to class yeah why am i studying for this test well something that we're not even talking about is if the colleges say we're not playing how long is it for a high school say they're not playing and i know a ton of guys that if it weren't for high school football, they'd have never showed up at high school. Yeah. Period. Yeah. There's, um, there's a lot of... That's the other thing that gets me. I mean, is, you're, you're ruining that, lives down the road, too. And I, I'm, I, don't, I, I don't... You know, this is another Clay Travis thing where he, he listed all the sports that are playing. Those sports are pro sports. Yeah. All right? They, they, they can unionize. There is a difference. There's a huge difference. <laughs> but you're right about high schools, you know. I don't know. 
I don't know the. I don't. I, and I, you know, I'm not and a politician. I, I'm not a government either. official. It's not my job to have the answers. It's my job to ask the questions. And uh, you know, I don't know. It's. It, I. I have a, a dire feeling, my friend, that that next year, that when we kick off football in 2021, which we will do, it could be a few few less of us in in the press box. Oh yeah. I mean, if I had to guess, I won't be there. If I, I just I'll had have to guess. elbow room. Yeah. And if I'm not in the press box, thunder and lightning, maybe in his dying days here. I mean, what, are you what, talking what about? else am I going to be doing? What are you talking about? Why would you not stay here and you could go back to <laughs> just great day to great be a bulldog day. goal? <laughs> would you let me? Yeah. I, I would let you do that under one circumstance. When they're bad, you've got to – you can't give me the bob and just be like, well, you know, they were okay. Peter Sermon wasn't all bad. No, no, I don't want to hear that crap. All right. I just can't – I don't know, man. I just can't help but feel like mm. – they should find some way to do it, and the kids that want to play should play. Mm-hmm. The kids that don't want to play don't have to play. They've already said they're going to honor your scholarship if you don't. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm just a big – these are young adults and adults, and they all know their own situations. And I don't know. I, I just I, – like I said, I don't know the answers. I don't know if what I'm saying is the right answer. But it just feels like to me that – some people aren't being listened to mm-hmm. and like you said it feels like it's not really the health issue so much as other stuff and i don't know it just that like i said earlier i guess sum it up it just a lot of it doesn't pass the smell test but we are where we are and hey still the day the lord has made i'm gonna rejoice and be glad in it brian mm-hmm. i will say this if they do play games state is going to be at georgia and they will have <laughs> vanderbilt at home that's your other two games so. And I and when we made our prediction the other day, I said I, th- I think state will go one and one in the games they add. Yeah. I think they'll go one and one yeah. in that if yeah. they play it. Six and four is my prediction if they play ten games. That's just my prediction. So you got them losing to Georgia, Alabama. Auburn, Alabama, LSU. I, I, I'm waffling between Auburn and Texas A&M. Okay, a loss or a win. But you got Kentucky W. Yes. Okay. I feel like they can beat Kentucky. All right. I hope we get to find out. I, I do too, man. I, I hope too. I hope that the last whatever, however you long we've Game been of talking, Thrones, right? Uh, you yeah. watched him. Remember yeah. when uh, when uh, Braun went to see Tyrion mm-hmm. and he was like, "I'm sure they'll Maybe write a great song about it." And Braun said, "I hope to hear him sing it." <laughs> <laughs> I hope to hear them sing. Yeah, I hope maybe in a week or two's time we look back. Unfortunately, and think, the coronavirus is the mountain, and we are the red viper. I hope in a week or two's time we all get to look back on this uh, Monday or Spoiler Sunday alert, edition alert. of uh, Thunder and Lightning and, and laugh think, at what us. a waste that was. Yeah. to do that. I, ho- show. I hope. I hope that's the case. We'll find out soon enough. Let's move on over to our next topic. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. I think you may have seen a picture of a ribeye steak that I cooked. That thing was like butter. Unbelievable how good a steak that was. Saw today they've got some boneless short ribs uh, coming in this week. And, of course, they've also got that gourmet grind that I told you about last week where they've taken their their incredible hamburger blend, which is already better than any ground beef blend you can find at the grocery store, and they've added some of those Wagyu trimmings uh, to it. So... Now you're talking about some of the best steak you can buy in a hamburger. It's not even a hamburger. It's a steak patty at this point. So why don't you get some of that? And, of course, what goes on the burger? Some great artisanal. I don't know if it's artisanal or not, but they're cheeses. I saw somebody tweet at me today. They bought three pounds of the gourmet grind and a whole thing of the smoked Gouda cheese. You, you, you like Gouda? Oh, yeah. That's a good cheese. No, 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 no pun intended. There's very few bad cheeses, in my opinion. Are you a blue cheese kind of guy? I'm not a blue cheese kind of guy. <laughs> so that's the one? Yeah. Yeah. I like blue cheese. It's good on a burger, too. Uh, but anyway. I can 
There's some salads. I can put a few blue trees crumbles. I'm cool with that. Blue cheese dressing? Uh, no, I don't want like, blue trees. No. No? Okay. Uh, uh, ranch. Give me ranch. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. I got no problems with that. Well, one thing's for sure. They got a lot of great stuff to check out at Welcome Home Beef. Why don't you give them a call today? I got I forgot they changed the phone number. I know the Facebook. I know it's Facebook.com uh, slash Welcome Home Beef. Saw that truck parked out front today as I drove by. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you threw me off with oh, your, your commentary there. 662-268-8141. By the end of this week, I'll have that. 662-268-8141. You give Welcome Home Beef a call. This weekend, you can be cooking out some big-time beef barbecue. Whatever you get from them, one thing is for sure. It just tastes good. All right, state is. Uh, if we want to talk about the good news, the, the the commitment train has been rolling for MSU since July 28th. They've picked up five commitments uh, and two last week, one on Friday, one on Saturday. We'll start with Brendan Tolls, who uh, committed to MSU, flipped from Louisiana Tech out of Oxford, Mississippi. I don't know how Richard Cross is letting them get away up there. Uh, Lafayette County High School. Evidently, somebody was telling me that the difference between Oxford High School and Lafayette County High School is the same as the difference between State and Ole Miss. It is just they are just two different groups of people up there. And states, and you look at Lafayette, they've had a lot of guys not go to Ole Miss. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, obviously Tyler Williams is here. Brandon Turnage is at Alabama. I think Justin Woodall was at Alabama before that. I mean, they just whereas Oxford High School, for the most part, when they've had athletes, they've ended up at Ole Miss. Yeah. DK Metcalf obviously being the most preeminent preeminent one of late. If his numbers are accurate, though, six foot, one hundred seventy five pounds, and a four three forty on there, that is pretty impressive. Now that's a fast guy. If that's yeah, if wasn't that's it, wasn't it Brandon Bryant that ran like a four two five or four two four? Yeah. I'll thank you very much. <laughs> don't 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 cheat him that hundredth of a second. Um, I can't help but think. I, I was thinking about this this weekend, looking at Mississippi and how. The, I mean, the kids just are ranked low. They just are. Most of these kids are not. They're not nationally elite kids. So what that means is they didn't go to nationally elite camps as rising juniors, and then obviously as rising seniors, there have been no camps. Yeah. I can't help but think if there is high school football and some of these guys can get some more film and get some more evaluations. The state of Mississippi's top twenty prospects are all going to get a little bit of a bump. I think maybe Deion Smith. The number one guy is probably where he needs to be. But just based on some offers, it feels like a couple of... Like Altmeyer, Altmeyer has what appears to be a committable offer to Alabama. Well, I mean, he should be higher than a three-star. Just just in my opinion, he just should. Um, you know, Isaiah Brevard should be higher. He's he's, he's got he's committed to Oregon. Yeah. So it just, it just feels that way to me. Uh, but Tolls, you know, it appears to have the physical tools. We'll see if you know if that four three speed is correct. Well, you got to steal. Oh yeah, because there's not a lot of guys like that uh, out there. And then the other commitment, uh, the fourth receiver to commit to Mississippi State, Jacoby Moore, six foot two, hundred eighty five pounds. I've seen him listed as six four, so I don't know if that's accurate or not. Uh, high, got his twenty four seven composite uh, rating this weekend. He's now uh, rated as a three star. There is a high three star, eighty seven points. Um, MSU now has four of the nation's top 84 receivers committed, 
which if you want to go back in time, was probably four more than they've had in the last five years. <laughs> um, that's a really good haul for Mississippi State. And I don't think... I don't know. WAP may have been in there somewhere. Well, be, WAP would have been one. One of them. Maybe Malik Heath was one. But that's only two. Yeah. You know, beyond that, I don't know. Yeah. you got to go back to Fred Ross. Um, and I think State would take one more receiver if his name was Deion Smith. Oh, yeah. I would guess so. He seems to... To me, I don't know that they're reaching for any receivers right now. That's the only guy they're willing to make room for. Um, From what I can gather. My guess is they probably won't have that problem. Well, it doesn't seem to be that way, especially... But you never know. What, what hurts State is if they don't get the season. And yeah. they can't show Deion can't Smith... Can't show off the air rate. Not only that, they can't show Deion Smith that, hey, that was a flash in the pan at LSU. Brennan can't throw the ball like Burrow did. You know, Scott Linehan is not Joe Brady. So... But uh, Moore is a guy that, you know, we, we, we talked a lot about this class, about how the, the number of receivers in it, and you needed to get at least yeah. a couple of them. Well, State's got them, you know. Uh, the top ten players in the State, State has two of them, and they're both wide receivers. Uh, Antonio Harmon is left on the board. He'll probably end up at Ole Miss. Brevard was a guy that the old staff was very high on. He's committed to Oregon. I think he obviously had a good relationship with Moorhead. I think if Moorhead were still here, he might be committed to Mississippi State. And then the other guy uh, – Canarius Johnson is sort of the odd man out in this, and he's right at 11th in the state, who would have uh, probably been on this stat, on, on, in this class if the state didn't feel good about Jacoby Moore. Yeah. So, looking at this class now overall, I think it's ranked, let's see here, 37th nationally, so it continues to, to rise up. Two more players are awaiting evaluations, uh, Trevon Marshall and Gabe Cavazos. Um, both of those guys, once they have their evaluations in will probably bump this uh this class up to 35 or so and now we're you're kind of sort of where you think you're gonna be yeah Yeah. you you think that you know you just add a couple of more talented players here and there once you get a ty cooper or a uh uh, jaden wally yeah you're gonna it's all coming together I, i guess to bring this show full circle man it's gonna be so interesting to see if they don't play a season i mean i guess they everybody will get another year because everybody in spring did that's the great question so, I mean, what do you do the, for roster size yeah. you're gonna have rosters next year like 120 man because what can you do now granted with football it might be a little bit different because the nfl draft isn't uh cutting down any rounds yeah so you know kylan hill's gone KJ Costello is gone. Never going to see KJ Costello throw a football for Mississippi State at this at this rate. But if if there was a season though, he could have. He's he's a big loser if there's not a season. Yes, he could have really moved up. Could have really increased his stock if he had shown the ability to throw the ball with that much precision. And um, maybe Kylan too, because he could have shown a little more versatility. Yeah, and, and I mean, honestly, with with KJ, I think it becomes a question of like. Can you even let's say he was like, no, I, I want to stay. I want to play next year. Could you keep him academically eligible? Like, how many classes can he take? You know, I mean, is he going to get his just, master's? Get his doctorate. Doctor Costello. <laughs> he would be maybe the only. The I don't know what again. I don't know what his, his major is, but let's you know. Let's just let's just say that it's. I don't know agronomy. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I just like I just like talking about agronomy, uh, but he would be probably one of the few people on the on earth with an undergraduate from Stanford and the doctorate from Mississippi State. <laughs> How many people like that are there? Not a lot. Not a lot. Uh, right. So we're gonna sort of hold off. I, I'm making plans for the rest of the week. Yeah. I, I don't know if I want to put myself into like looking for opponent preview stuff, <laughs> which I was just 
our, our, we were supposed to do SEC preview Vanderbilt this week, and I was like, well, we'll kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. But we'll. I want to see how everything pans out before we, we make any plans. We'll still do the rumblings. Uh, we'll try to put a deep dive together. Maybe doing a few more of those, you know, for the next. Five hey, you months. know what? Thunder and lightning has lasted for five months with no sports. If anybody can do it, can we do it for five more? I, I tell you, we can do that. it. We can do it. If if everybody, if you guys will stay with us, we'll be happy to keep. <laughs> we'll, we'll get you a show. We'll keep putting out podcasts. I we we you. might end up doing live watch-alongs with like sports movies or something. We'll I don't know something. what we'll do. We'll figure it out one day or the other. So, all right, guys, have a great Monday. Back with you on Tuesday. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Adad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.